Johnny's whiskey to ease the pain. But it's early in the morning, and I'm feeling bad again. But if you ever love me, you'll go easy on me now. Fix me up a cup of coffee, and in a while I'll come around. Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented cat. That's C-A-T, barking up the wrong tree. Cat, what's happening? Hey, how y'all doing? Two places today. One is the city of Westminster, London, England. Yes, city of Westminster, where Parliament is, are listening to us. Big time. <laughs> London's a cool place. There are over 300 languages spoken in London. London's once the capital of six countries at the same time. It's a big melting pot. Big melting pot. Feeding the pigeons at Trafalgar Square is illegal. You'll be arrested. Our other town we're going to shout out is Berlin, Germany. Back in my day. <sighs> Berlin, Germany used to be West Germany. But now, since the wall fell many, many moons Tear ago. Tear that wall down. It is... With us as part of Germany. Giving y'all a big round of applause. Yay! Alcohol is the be all and end all here on the back porch. Remember, a hangover only lasts a day, but the memories last a lifetime. Today, I'm having multiple shots of Maker's Mark bourbon chased with Mountain Dew. That's my choice of chaser. Don't judge me. Kat, what you got? Um, since this is coming right after Valentine's Day, and one of the best places to go for Valentine's Day is the melting pot. Fondue rules. Fondue rules. We, we have gone around... Valentine's Day to the melting pot. Take your girl to fondue, (laughs) even if you don't even know what that is. Anyway, one of their famous drinks for Valentine's Day is the Love Martini. And I just made me a little sip here of it. It's very reddish, very Valentine red. It is. um, One and a half ounces of coconut rum. Let's see. Two ounces of peach schnapps. And... Two ounces of cranberry juice. Oh, it looks pretty like you, babe. Thanks, babe. All right, today we're going to look at minimum wage and where it's going here in 2024. It's a hot topic here in the Commonwealth. Hot top. Where uh, minimum wage is 12 bucks now, which is not bad. $12 an hour for being an unskilled worker. No offense. Now, in 2025, it goes up allegedly to 1350. Again, not bad money. Uh, hit the history with Steve music, please. All right, in this country, in the early 1900s, there was concern about sweatshops popping up across America. So in 1938, Congress came up with the Fair Labor Standard Act. So way back when minimum wage was set up to protect people from getting screwed. Now the first minimum wage was 25 cents. You got a quarter for busting your butt 
Now, when I got my first job in 1981, minimum wage was $3.35. But for the last 14 years, it's been $7.25. Pretty much across the country. That's right. been the going rate. And believe it or not, there's still some countries that don't even have minimum wage. That's, uh, I'm going to call you out Denmark, Finland, Italy, Norway, Sweden, Iceland, and North Korea. Big shocker there. North Korea is a problem. All right, and let's look at some of the states that are still stuck at 725. We got Alabama, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, New Hampshire, North Carolina, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, please get your shit together. South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas won't get into Texas. What do you mean? They haven't seceded yet? Utah, Wisconsin, and finally Wyoming. We have 19 states here in 2024 paying people $7.25 for showing up to work. And they wonder why people don't show up every day. Now, let's look at some of the states that have the highest minimum wage. You got the district, D.C., 15 bones. New York, 16. Cost of living there is awesome. say New York, a pack of cigs is 16. You got to work an hour just to buy a pack of smokes. New Jersey, 15. Connecticut, 15. Washington, the state of Washington, 16. And California pays $16 an hour. Ah, California. They are pushing the boundaries on several issues. Now, in 2024, they made a big splash by giving fast food employees $20 per hour. That's 20 bones for working at Burger King, Taco Bell, McDonald's, Chipotle, Pizza Hut. Uh, Industries that employ the most near minimum wage as restaurant and food service. Now, California has caused quite a stir. So Chipotle, Pizza Gut, Starbucks, McDonald's, they've already cried foul and have promptly done what? Raise their prices. We have to pay our employees more. We're going to put it on the customer. Now, first off. You know what? I'm not that upset about that. Okay. If you're going to pay them a fair wage. Look, if the fast food workers are going to get 20 bills, are they going to do a better job of preparing the food? Okay. I mean, we told you around here, the fast food, it's a no, right? I mean, Kat, come on. Nobody gives a damn. In Virginia, the fast food workers are not getting $20 an hour. Now, if that will get the fast food workers around here to do a better job, then give it to them. Okay. I agree. But, you know, as far as McDonald's goes, supposedly, you know, they're going to raise the prices to combat this thing. Um, The Big Mac, which is not big anymore, by the way, could reach prices of 10 to 12 bucks. Now, that, 
Now, if you go to a restaurant and get, what do they call them, craft burgers or signature burgers? I don't know what they, there's an there's a adjective those, attached to everything now. Even those <laughs> people are getting housed. If they're getting two two seventy five an hour because they're getting tips, Yeah, that's, yeah. I never I understand just, that. I just, when it was a threat that you're going to have to pay 10 bones for a Big Mac, like, oh no. I mean, McDonald's, that, that shit's at the bottom of the food chain anyway. Who cares? Pizza Hut, back in the day, it was edible. But over the past few years, their product is, is disgusting. They've decided to lay off its delivery drivers. And they're going to make you use DoorDash in order to get their horrible pizza brought to your house. So this is where this thing's going. Starbucks, Tripoli, raising prices. You know, if it costs more money to do business, then what does big business do? They pass it on to us. And look, there's no pity party for McDonald's, the McDonald's brand, the Pizza Gut brand. I mean, I haven't seen one lately around us that's gone out of business. Right. I mean, if you're going to raise raise prices, lay people off, then do it and see where it gets you. And we, we mentioned on a podcast a while back, around here, the fast food places really aren't popping. I mean, you can go to Taco Bell, Arby's, BK out here at lunchtime and roll right through the line. There's nobody there. People are eating healthier. There's better options out there now. So, you know, take your garbage and go away. I understand how minimum wage increases. They are going to hurt like the small family-owned businesses, correct? Right. I mean, some of them are just kind of turning a profit to start with. So the small-time family-owned restaurants, pizza places, they are going to have to lay people off. They're going to have to raise prices just to stay afloat. So I I think the minimum wage increase in small increments each year, it's a good thing. The state's hanging on that seven twenty-five. That's kind of lame. Now, here's something to chew on. When you go apply for a job, do you really want to work for some company that's going to pay you the least amount they can pay? I mean, think about that. I mean, that says a lot about an employer about their character when they go, hey, um, I'm going to pay you the least amount possible. Anyway, we'll see where this thing goes. As most things, time will tell. I think the positives outweigh the negatives on minimum wage going up. You, you give people a little more jingle in their pocket, right? They, they get more. They're going to spend more. Well, I mean, there's such a thing called a living wage. I mean, right. Just to get people by. around us that have no hope ever of owning their own home. They're always going to be You're, a renter. Right. That's correct. It's week to week. It's week to week. And paycheck to paycheck. Yes. And, you know, again, give people a little more money. <laughs> they're going to put forth a little more effort. They're going to, they're going to take a little pride, a little dignity in what they're doing. And maybe they can stop worrying, like Hatch just said, about making the rent each month, stop worrying about where the next meal's coming from. Hopefully we can finally do something right in this country because it's, uh, it's been a while. 
Think All right. about your cashiers, your retail sales, your cooks, your waiters, your waitresses, your janitors, your building cleaners. Those are the people that that are suffering. Bene- that are suffering and could benefit most. Yep. All right. Let's roll right into one tough, awesome lady. All right, I'm gonna take a pause and take a shot. Shooting it. Don't think this lady didn't take a few. One tough, awesome lady is Elizabeth Taylor, born in 1932. Believe it or not, born in London, England. Uh, her parents were American, but uh, and they were from Kansas, but they moved to London. Her dad was some kind of art dealer or right. something. And uh, that's where Elizabeth and her her brother Howard were born over there. And then, I don't know, early childhood, I guess 10 years old or so, they moved back to the States, to Pasadena, California. And then dad put them up in Beverly Hills. And Elizabeth Taylor's mother was a stage actress and really didn't want her daughter acting. And her dad, but but see, her mom noticed that she had these piercing eyes and there and the, what is the eyelashes that went for days she had double eyelashes and okay. violet eyes yeah and with her dad being an art dealer he had connections in the film industry and off she went um started off did some lassie stuff as a kid for you young pups out there lassie was a popular show back in our day when we learned, we only had three channels and sometimes you and Lassie was a uh, it was like an hour show wasn't it right and that dog Lassie was a dog a collie plus she did something else called Black Beauty the, yeah the, the horse yeah yeah um probably National Velvet there got it go. all going there you go. yeah National Velvet because she rode a horse in that right. thing right and uh. Many iconic films, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Cleopatra, Suddenly Last Summer, Gone with the Wind. And Girlfriend Knew Her Worth. She's the first person to ever negotiate a million-dollar contract for her role in Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, some critics said they didn't know if she was good, a good actress or not, but you you can't take your eyes off of her. No, it's like I mean, putting a, she, a firecracker in a room. You're not going to stop looking. Back in the day, Elizabeth Taylor was smoking hot. I mean, no doubt about it. Many men thought so. She was married eight times. <laughs> Richard let's Burton see. liked her. He married let's her see. twice. <laughs> uh, Conrad Hilton was a Nikki, so she's kind of, in a way, related to uh, Paris. No. Uh, Michael Wilding, Mike Todd. I think he's the one who had the accident. Uh, Eddie Fisher, Richard Burton, Richard Burton, John Warner, who used to be a senator. Yes, for we this. remember that. We were she on the was, map back then. We were back on the map <laughs> with John Warner. And then who could forget the big shindig there at uh, Neverland Ranch with Larry Fortinsky, the late, uh, let's see, 1990s she was married to him. Yeah. She was a great lady. Um Brought the horrible disease of AIDS to the forefront. Uh, First one to debut a uh, personal fragrance, celebrity fragrance. 
who who can forget those ads? And it ended up being they were ha- bad. doing, you know, what was it, white diamonds or whatever? I remember. Yeah. She ended up doing sixteen different perfumes. Wow, that. all of them smelled the same. <laughs> Tony Awards, Golden Globe Awards, Academy Awards, the American Film Institute named her the seventh greatest female screen legend of classic Hollywood cinema, and that makes Elizabeth Taylor. One tough, awesome lady. Are we watching stuff? We're watching, not? and this one a lot of people watched last weekend. I was one of them. Um, it's called American Nightmare. They're on Netflix. It's about a couple who were a little docu-series. Uh, March 13th, 2014, a kidnapping of Denise, Denise Hushkins in Vallejo, California. She shared an apartment with her boyfriend, Aaron. Um, revisits the investigation. These people came into their apartment with wetsuits and laser pointers and everything, bound them up, covered their eyes with, with uh, swim goggles that had tape over them, put headphones on them, pre-recorded messages, sedated them. And then, of course, she was the kidnappers took her away Demanded like an eight thousand five hundred. True story. Yes, eight thousand five hundred dollar uh, ransom. That's it. <laughs> eight curb was all she was worth. Uh, you said eight thousand, didn't 8, you? Eight thousand. <laughs> it was a bargain. Quinn, they left with a videotape camera pointed at him, saying, "We're watching every single thing you're doing. Don't move. Don't call the police." Eventually, he gets the stuff off of him, calls the police, and. They think he has done something with her that she is not missing. Let's see. Like, interrogated him for 18 hours. Eventually, she shows up uh, near her hometown and, you know, walks into her parents' house and says, Hey, I got kidnapped. I need to go to the police. I need to talk to them. I was raped. And the thing is, the police don't believe them. Because what movie came out around that time? That happens more than you think. Gone Girl. They thought it was a whole Gone oh, Girl wow. thing. They copy, copycat shit. And it turned out, no, it was this skeezy guy who used to be like a, a lawyer who had just gone crazy and had kidnapped her and kept telling her, well, you have to have the, the people demand that you have sex with me and we have to make it look like for real and everything. You know, and finally she smarted up, got a lawyer, and, you know, he's, t- they're going to go have her interview, and still they're like, they're like, you know, hey, you, 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 you know, you. What year was this? Uh, 2015. Damn, where was this? In California. Oh, all right, what was it on? It's on Netflix. Netflix, okay. And Dang. it's good to show how, I mean, and it's a nightmare. You're sitting there telling them, and they're, you know. And they come out and they say, "Oh, it's all, it's all BS." Made She's up, telling us right. BS. There was no, there was no kidnapping. All right. Anyway, if you want to check it out, a lot of people did last weekend. Uh, American Nightmare. They are on Netflix. All right. Let's roll right into Band of the Week. Wait a minute, we didn't do shot. Oh shit! My bad. Okay. It's what a, is the shot? It's of the a week. Scooby Snack shot. Scooby Snacks? Scooby I like Sco- Scooby Snacks. Scooby Doo. What's in it? If you want to watch Scooby Doo, here's the thing: you can go on Max, 
You go on Max. They have the old Scooby Doo's back when Love we were it. little kids. In the van. In I the think van. the dudes that wrote that were stoners. Maybe. There's no uh, doubt. Shaggy Shaggy in was a kind of a lead in for that. And they anyway. listened to the Grateful Dead in anyway, the van. Anyway, uh, Scooby Snack is coconut rum, blue carousel, pineapple juice, and creme de batena. All right, here we go, baby. Down the hatch. It's kind of aqua flavor. I can hint that the coconut is kicking. Coconut's kicking. Not too bad. Not bad. Not, hmm. Give Delicious. the Scooby Snack a try if you're uh if you got the munchies. All right, my bad. I was so anxious to get into the band of the week because everybody knows this band. It's called Ween. W-E-E-N. Formed in 1984 from New Hope, Pennsylvania. Aaron Freeman and Mickey. I'm going to fuck your name up, Mickey. Melchiondo. It's the best I can do. But we all know Ween is... Gene and Dean Ween. Gene and Dean Ween. Now, people who know Ween know the genius of Ween. But if you don't know Ween, don't be upset. Not many people do. They do have quite a large cult following. Okay. Do you know who they inspired? Who? Speaking of cartoons, SpongeBob. You're si- Really? Yeah. They, uh, Steven Hindenburg was creating the show. And he was listening to the mollusk, They're and out. that that got him to develop. I know these dudes are very cerebral, but it's hard <laughs> to get there. And it this, is this sheet, this, this sea shanty album of all time into SpongeBob. So you can think the we. Wow, for I didn't SpongeBob. know that. That's a weird connection because <laughs> we watched a lot of SpongeBob because their pups were growing up during the SpongeBob era like when it first broke anyway it was like you can tell we're 80s people because it was around the 80s they were they were opening up for some other band and uh some guy from twin tone was in the audience and he signed them that night now twin tone was a label back in the day i think it was it had to be in the minnesota area because it had Little bands called uh, The Replacements on their label. Soul Asylum was was on it. So Ween signed up. It's kind of hard to put them in a corner. These dudes are chameleons. They're sort of like the uh, Harold and Kumar movies. It's like they're so bad, they're good. I mean, I actually laugh out loud when I watch a Harold and Kumar movie or listen to a Ween album. You just laugh. They they did a country album. Uh, well, their version of country. It's called 12 Golden Country Hits. <laughs> and it, it was not from I, I dare to say the Ween, that Ween album is an effing classic. We were bumpered in with a song today called Help Me Scrape the Mucus from My Brain. That's how brilliant and they are. And the song is great. It's got steel and slide and they, fiddle on it. They played this week at the Van Buren there in Phoenix, Arizona. Of course, it's sold out. So Still going. Love the Ween. Check out Ween wherever you get your music. I want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. We'll see you all down the road. See ya. <laughs>